speed, light, camera, action. All right, now time for Oh Hollywood. Of course, news and information from the industry of Hollywood with your host, of course, Anthony DeSantis from Cast of Talent and me, Will Roberts, the humorous dude that, you know, whatever. Hey, Anthony, uh, happy to whatever it is right now to you and, and many other and many more. Uh, how are you today? I'm, I'm really good, Will, and happy week between to you. Yeah, between. It's always good to kind of be a, that's why they have a whole new segment of the population called the tweeners. Not because sure. yeah, I want to call them anything else, but it's because they're they between. All, they all live between Christmas and New Year's, or Hanukkah <laughs> and New Year's. That's where they reside. Actually, they technically uh, reside between the last tweet they just did. So whatever. This is, I think, actually Elizabeth Montgomery's favorite time of year because it's betwixt, between, and bewitched. Bewitched. Wow. And by the way, if you have any reference to Elizabeth Montgomery, you would be the crowd we want to talk to. Yeah. You'll have to Google right. that one. Yeah. Da-na, yeah. I wonder when they did that TV series. Yeah, that's right. Well, there you go. That's an interesting subject, but we won't talk about it. But I will say, when they made the switch from the different Darrens, they didn't even tell us. They could have done a magic spell, but no. They just said, look over here, look over here. And then they switched <laughs> Darren, and, you know, we were all supposed to not notice. And then the other guy's walking in Hollywood going, I had a job yesterday. Anyway. All right, so uh, let's get on with the story. Hey, uh, first story on the chopping block. Blake and Gwen, you know, they, I saw they went shopping. What, what's You know, mean? Will, we, we, there's Meet the Press, there's 60 Minutes, <laughs> and then there's Oh Hollywood. We, we cover the hard-hitting news. <laughs> And right now, what's what's harder hitting than the fact that Blake would shop at the same store that he previously shopped at with Miranda? Mm. Yeah. What what a what, I mean, I'm is it trying too to strong count. to say that he's a pig? <laughs> I'm trying to count how how possible how the possibilities add up right now, and well, it's just weird that they would shop. Well, at the how same many place. possible places are there in a shop in in Medill? Medill, Oklahoma. Medill, Oklahoma. I know where you're at on that map, so don't get it messing with my rodeo friends. So, okay, uh, what'd they uh, shop for? Yeah. But, well, you know, it was it's kind of a furniture place, so I'm assuming at least he probably wants to get a new bed. You don't want to, oh. you know. Ouch. You don't want to sleep in the same bed with your your new lady that you need to be on Instagram and Twitter constantly with. Again, this is the whole issue of does a relationship really exist if no one sees it on Twitter? Does a tree, when a tree falls in the forest, does, does, does yeah. Miranda, does she have any idea that it's even, that it was even growing? In does, the first she, does she have any idea that things do grow? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You gosh, you get brought up a good point that he probably he got another bed. Wow, does that happen every time someone? If that happened every time someone got a new marriage, then Donald Trump must own Mattress Factory. Oh, ouch. well, it depends on the set. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and he's about to declare, declare bankruptcy. Yeah, I bet he but, is. But speaking of growing, Will, there's one person on this planet. Who is no longer on this planet? Who's no longer growing? And I'm sad. Unless you're talking about various tumors that might have been in his body. Yipes! He yes. passed away. Which he would be did. Lemmy of Motorhead. Lemmy of Motorhead, and I have to tell you before you say your scoop, 
wow, he's one of those people that I looked and I saw his obituary. And the only picture I saw was the one that I normally see when people want to join me on Instagram or, or Twitter and they're under 20. And that's him flipping me off. Whatever. Anyway, I'm sorry he passed away, but maybe it's because he was flipping too many people off. Maybe he flipped off well, he's God. Part of a, he's part of a proud tradition of flipping off the What's camera. That? I What's mean, that? Johnny Cash, oh. the most famous photos of him flipping off the camera. Yeah, that's true. Maybe and we should do me, that as our poster for Oh Hollywood. <laughs> oh Hollywood! Rock and roll. Yeah, you know? Like it's that. like those restaurants where they have obnoxious waiters. People go there just to get obnoxious too. Be treated badly. That, that's yeah. kind of an issue. So he passed away. I, it looks like he has a little bit of uh, everything in him, uh, literally. Uh, rock and roll and uh, <laughs> diabetes, cancer. A little. I don't know the whole story, but wow. It's a, it's a passing of a legend, no, no, no less. It is a passing of a legend. But I, I, what's interesting to me is that we've reached the point in history where stories about rockers and mm-hmm. hardcore bird-flipping rockers are filled with references, references, as you mentioned, to diabetes and defibrillators. Yeah. He had a defibrillator, well, and yeah. cancer and things like that. It's like, where's the rock and roll and all that? Pretty soon, these guys are going to be—they're going to be advertising for geriatric medicines. Like, uh, you know, Keith Richards Jerry is going to have his own personal line of, of one a day plus iron or some sort of multivitamin for, for the, the golden years, that I, kind of thing. I can hear it now. The Keith Richards tour. Geritol. Get going. Geritol. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, there you Thank go. you. That's no problem. Hey, Anthony DeSantis, of course, from <laughs> Oh Hollywood. And you can catch him on, of course, Cast of Talent and castoftalent.com. Anthony, I hope you have a great week. I hope you are uh, your merriness is there and also that you have a great new year. Cheers. Be well. You're listening to Cast It Talent Radio, a show about acting, casting, auditions, booking the part. Nationwide with your host, actor Will Roberts. And now, Cast It Talent Radio, powered by castittalent.com. All right, Will Robertson, of course, Casted Talent Radio, castedtalentradio.com. And, oh, by the way, uh, starting the show off this week, I always like to tell you all the announcements happening this week. And here's a big one. Uh, yeah, so starting uh, this, not December, but January 1st, uh, 2016, the show is, uh, the name is going to be switched. It's going to become actingupradio.com, which we were originally. But I'm going to go with the name actingupradio.com, so please make sure you... Tune your dial to Acting Up Radio, and of course, all of our stations, uh, eight stations and growing, they're calling me up, which is weird when you syndicate. Normally, you have to bug them and say, come on, man, don't you get it? There's actors in every city in the state, and confusion, and, and corner, and what nook and cranny. Why don't you take my... Anyway, they're calling us now because of the lineup we have on the show. Kevin E. West, uh, Zeef, Rick Zeef, and some of the other, you know, Rachel Frawley, some of the people that are out there giving these performances which are everywhere, uh, the tools and tips that you can use in your toolbox. Because nowadays, I'm going to go rant, launch a little bit off on a rant. Nowadays, everybody thinks you can just, boom, click it. Is there an app for that? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of apps for that. But there's not a lot of apps for just this plain and simple thing called work. I know, four-letter word, work. 
And this industry, been doing it for 27 years, is not about uh, you sitting on a stool anymore with your legs showing. Certainly not mine. I'd have to shave. Uh, and being discovered in Hollywood. Now you can be discovered anywhere in the world because we have technology. But you need the right information. So going forward in 2016, actingupradio.com. Take that down. Write it down. Find a pen or a pencil. And if you're under 20, Google that. And uh, take that information because uh, you're going to get a lot of stuff and we're going to give you homework assignments. I'm kidding. That's all on you. And if you don't use any of this, that's fine because there's a lot of us actors out there. And that's generic, by the way. Actor, actors, actors out there that would uh, don't mind if you're just pushed aside and we just continue to become rich and famous and, you know, do what we love to do. But with that being said, we always like to have a great lineup. And, of course, backwards, Kevin E. West, Rachel Frawley, right actor, right job. And, of course, uh, now our main guest, which I'm very excited about. And want to thank, of course, Kevin E. West for this one. His name is Billy DeMoto, and he is a casting director. But when I say that, and if you look at his websites, you'll, you'll know that when I say that, that is just an understatement. Uh, Billy has been doing this for 100 years, and uh, and he probably doesn't want me to say he's 100 years old. But uh, he's got a lot of different websites. We'll talk about all that stuff, but enough of me jabber-jawing. Uh, let's bring him on the show. Billy, how are you, sir? Hey, good. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, you know, uh, Kevin E. West, uh, actor-network.com, and one of our segment hosts on the show just said, dude. You don't even have a show if you don't have Billy on. So, uh, you know, he, he made the call and uh, he really talked about you so highly that I kind of thought that you might actually be able to be the only other person I know that walks on water. So, well, uh, he, he's very kind to say that. You know, uh, Kevin and I have been friends. I don't know if he said this on, on his segment on your show, but, mm-hmm. but I met Kevin probably 25 years ago. Wow. And I was the very first speaker at his organization called the Actors Network. Yeah. Uh, he called me one day and said, um, hey, I'm putting this thing together where I'm going to bring a bunch of actors together in my apartment, and I want to, and it's <laughs> like a kind of a thing where we're just you know, going to chat and network, and I wanted you to come by and visit and, and maybe chat as an industry professional. And I said, sure, I'd do it. He said, well, you don't have any money. And I said, I, I don't charge actors to meet them, uh, <laughs> which was sort of a, you know, which is sort of a, uh, a harbinger for things to come later in the, I mean, as, as so many actors out there know that it's almost impossible to meet a casting director without having to write a check for it. So That's right. uh, Kevin, Kevin was a little uh, uh, dismayed and, uh, and, uh, and overwhelmed when I said, I would, I, I'm not going to take any money. And so I continued to become a, a, a staunch supporter of what he did. I watched the organization grow. And not only was, was I the first one a couple of years ago when they, closed their brick and mortar store mm-hmm. i was the last speaker oh wow. so i sort of went 22 years i uh, was the circle. actors network and uh, uh and uh, such a huge fan of what kevin does yeah yeah absolutely they, but I, I have to tell you that just hearing in the beginning that he said well i'm going to have a bunch of actors together in my apartment i don't know why i thought of porn but uh you're well, brave <laughs> you're brave yeah, because actually you know kevin there. a little too well you know? <laughs> i do i do and that's really just a joke folks but all right let, let's talk a little bit about this industry uh you've been doing this for you know a long time what 30 years is it Yep, just a little over 30 years. I started in 1985 uh, on, oh, I, I was an assistant on, on big studio movies. Uh, okay. Project X uh, with Matthew Broderick oh, and, sure. and Helen Hunt, uh, Three Amigos, 
a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, Commando, The Running Man, Predator, uh, and uh, and worked with uh, uh, with uh, you know as a, as an assistant for probably three years before I actually went out on my own in 1988, 87, 88, I guess. So started you, my own company. You have been there uh, <laughs> even before everything became so, I guess you could say, automated or uh, more accessible uh, oh, for, yeah. for the actor. And I could ask you, how has it changed? But I don't have three hours to hear that answer because I know that you have probably have a, a vast amount of stories that could say, well, <laughs> here's how it's changed, Will. But let's... Well, I, I, we, you know, but let me just say I can I can give you a quick answer because okay. uh, because I think it's important. Because, you know the 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 way that the climate of the business has changed. You know, uh, electronic uh, submissions mm-hmm. and the digital delivery and everything that happens with the internet has changed the way that the the people that work together work together. The casting directors used to have strong one on one relationships with with agents and managers, the people that would deliver the talent to us. Uh, and that's gone away for for uh, for a great part of the, the of what we do. They, there's not I I don't get phone calls and pitches like I used to, except from some of the people that are old school. So I think sure. it's affected the, the the actors because now you're just a thumbnail on a, a with among a hundred on a page yeah, really. instead of uh, somebody that an agent or a manager is is likely to pick up the phone and pitch. So that's that's the the, the major way it's changed, for me at least. Is that... Because I'm a human guy. Yeah, okay. And so I'm not going to say you're a Luddite because you've got a lot of uh, websites and, you know, different things that you do. So you do utilize the, the technology. Oh, no, I, I embrace technology, and I think it's important. It's just that I what, what I don't like to see happen in the process is for that human element to go away. And I think that that's, that's somewhat gotten lost in the... In the uh, in, in the whole transition, so yeah, absolutely. Okay, so l- let's uh, discuss this part. Is that a bad thing in the sense that uh, d- you, I know you probably missed the interaction, but are you getting the same quality actors? Uh, because now there's a lot more people who I'll just say think or perhaps are actors out there. Is it just now that you have you're inundated with too much actor? And not enough talent? Uh, no. Okay. I, I, and that's because of the way I do my business. And I think it's, it, if I can't let anybody, I can't tell anybody else, uh, suggest anybody else how they do their business. I can only lead by example. But my example is just knowing and embracing the acting community out there, no matter no matter how big it gets. I mean, it's my job to to filter. That's that's what I get paid to do by my producers. So sure. as much as it can be, you know, uh, you know, overwhelming sometimes because there's so many actors. I think I'm pretty good about you know knowing where to look for good talent, understanding what the difference is between somebody that just you know wants to try it out because they think it might be good because mm-hmm. their their cousin in in Michigan said that they've got a good look or they're funny or they you know they make <laughs> people laugh you know and the people that are really committed, talented, uh, and, um, you know, strong contenders for acting work in Los Angeles. And I think I'm a pretty good judge of who those people are. And But I don't stop looking. And I think that what happens with the electronic, uh, the, the whole digital, you know, takeover of the industry is that people get lazy. Yeah. And they stop doing the work. They stop going to see theater. They they stop going to to visit acting classes. They stop to go. They stop going to graduating showcases at some of the universities, 
that, that come through town. So, so their the, the scope of actors that they meet in a, in the real world, the real talented actors out there, has is somewhat diminished by the digital world. I mean, although we have so many more options and so many more choices and so many more places to look, uh, if we're not looking in the right way and we're not looking at the you know and we're not we're not using the, the the technology properly, then we're kind of missing out on on who's out there. I mean, I still think that human person to person connection, whether I see an actor in a in a general interview, which don't exist anymore for right. the most part, uh, whether I see them in a in theater, whether I see them in their acting class, whether they invite me to a showcase that I go to, it's that personal connection that puts those actors on my radar. And it, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's. Uh, you know, it's something that I have to do, and I and it's something I love to do. Yeah, and you can, I mean, you can wave on screen if you send them a, uh, if you see a video of someone saying, "Hey, how are you, Billy?" But in person, it's business. You know, if you if you're a salesperson, you don't really want to just sit on the phone all the time. Every once in a while, you got to get in front of your clients, shake their hands, and go, uh, "Tell me what you need." And and right. you know, because and that's the thing. A lot of times that Kevin and I uh, have a great conversation over on the show and off about the fact that this is a business, and you have to get to the decision makers and be able to make an effect. You know, now. Days back, uh, what 10 15 years ago, people would say, You know, it's about your first impression, you got 30 seconds. Well, now you got 10 seconds, and people want change when you get done. Uh, you know, they want time back, right. and and, it, right. and and it's difficult. Let me ask you, do you ever uh, look on YouTube and go, Let's see if I can find any new talent? Because that seems to be what people think like, I'm going to produce my own thing, usually not well, and I'm uh-huh. going to do this and that. Do you ever look at that stuff? That would be no. Okay, that would be a no. Uh, I mean, if somebody says to me, "Hey, my I put my reel up on YouTube. I'll go look at it." If I'm looking for somebody sure. like that, but I don't scan YouTube looking for the next big thing unless I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, how to fix my 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 broken uh, axle or or how to <laughs> how to make how to make an omelet, you know, uh, a vegan omelet. You know, yeah. it's like it's like the, the YouTube is full filled with new. Uh, celebrities yeah. that have nothing to do with my business, that nothing. have nothing to do with acting. No. So no. I'm not, uh, I'm not. I'm not scanning them to look to see who's got the best makeup tips. Absolutely. Know? And just because you have a camera does not mean you're a photographer. There it is. That's right. And, That's it, right. and the Internet, as I've said many, many times on this show and my other syndicated show, is, is that the problem with the Internet and Google is one thing. If you get sick and go to your doctor and say, well, I checked Google, he'll go, oh, thanks for – why don't you pay Dr. Google? And you know, and now <laughs> everybody can get a Ph.D. and they can get all their information on, on the Internet. It's all great because – but you also have to know that if you're getting the right information, and that's why we try to create this show. Um, okay, hey, one thing I want to do, first of all, uh, just so you know, we are talking to Billy DeMoto. He is a uh, CSA casting director, and really uh, just so many more things, and I want to get a little bit more into those other things. We're going to have to take a small break, but before we do, what is your primary website? Do you have that? Because you've got a couple of them here. I'm going to talk about it, but if someone said, I want to see who Billy DeMoto is, uh, where would that website be? Uh, I'd go to teardjump.com because that's got a bunch of links to a lot of other websites. Or you can go to freetheactor.org. Uh, and uh, those are those are my sort of advocacy sites. There's also do not pay.org. You know, I can't give you one. So if you go to teardjump.com, it'll, it'll basically direct you to a bunch of the other uh, websites. You can always go to castboy.com, C-A-S-T-B, excuse me, C-A-S-T-B-O-Y. Dot com and that's got my 
you know, sort of official resume and stuff. If, you're, if you want to hire me and pay me money to cast your project. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. And of course, if you're interested, before we go to break, if you want a free uh, book that you have published, which is an amazing, the word free, again, best four-letter word in the English language, and actorgrovels.com. And I looked at it, and uh, man, like you said, in the industry, if you don't come into a uh, into a casting director's session, meaning uh, their workshops with your hands in your pocket ready to pull out cash, narrow a checkbook, then you're not going to be able to meet them, which, by the way, uh, a resume fill of a bunch of people you paid is not exactly a good resume. Yeah, they do opinion. accept PayPal, by the way, they too, do. so you can... <laughs> I can't wait for them to accept that chip in my head that they're about to put in. Yeah. And actorgrovels.com, taking a I don't know break. how much that's worth, though. But... Yeah, hey, stop it. I barely know you. All right. All right, <laughs> again, we're going to come back, and we're going to be talking again with Billy DeMoto, uh, the CSA, a casting director here in Hollywood, California, and all around the world. Uh, Hank tight. Will Robertson, of course, cast a talent radio, uh, cast a talent radio.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. I kind of feel like we can't make a move nowadays. You know, as people, we have to watch what we say, wear, display, feel, think, eat. Have I covered it all? Probably not. And the biggest culprit of this is not what you think, if you're thinking government or the NSA. It's our own behaviors and habits. You know that whole Dolly Madison or Ashley Madison website hacking thing? The one that allows you to cheat on your relationships? Or the hackers that expose people's important personal information? This is scary stuff. I I kind of feel like it's become the times of the Emperor's New Clothes. Only, I know that I'm walking around naked and exposed. But not on social media, I think. Just yesterday, my mother-in-law brings over a newspaper and has a picture on the front page of a drone. This drone has boxes attached to it. It's the new Amazon delivery drone. And I don't like it. First of all, if you can't wait one day to have your mail carrier deliver your goods from wherever it is across the world, consider buying local. And if you can't get it locally, make it. Get crafty. Folks, am I being old about this? No. I just miss talking to people and have them talking back to me without yelling. Besides, who am I going to yell at if the drone is late with my package? I can only imagine what customer service would be like with a drone. Your late drone. Eliminate customer. Get my cartoons at willsays.com. The flu is unpredictable and can be serious. Who needs to be vaccinated against the flu? You. Get a flu vaccine. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Okay, so it's highly unlikely that I'll be able to say enough about this next subject to take up my full time for The Daily Scream. And if I do take up the time, there's a good chance that you don't have enough to do in your life, or your boss is overpaying you for the work that you're not doing while you're listening to my Daily Scream. So here we go. Now, regardless of whether or not I start off with, why did the armadillo cross the road, or I just tell you the truth, this story is funny. Truth be told that there was a man in Texas that shot at an armadillo, it ricocheted, grazed him in the face, and the armadillo got away unharmed and possibly able to continue his crime spree. It's really true. But here's the thing. It's not the first time this has happened in Texas, and probably not the last. But really, folks, if you see something that looks like a Sherman tank with legs on it, what would possess you to shoot at it? I know curiosity killed the cat, and people like to open presents before Christmas, and they like to know the ends of the movies before they're finished. But I'll tell you that I think we might want to get a governmental commission together to see whether or not Texas has enough oxygen flowing through it. The man who shot the armadillo made no comment to the press. However, the armadillo had this to say. <laughs> get my cartoons at willsays.com.
All right, Will Robertson, of course, casted Talent Radio. And, of course, uh, beginning of this next year, 2016, it's going to be a great year, I promise. Some great people, some great ideas, and, uh, you know, it will be become Actors Radio, ActingUpRadio.com. And uh, just so you know, uh, one of the things I'm excited about in this next year is I'm going to be doing Periscope. And if you don't know what that is, then psh, you're behind. You're not part of the trend, the, the movement. But Periscope is I'm going to set up my studio, and I'm going to have, of course— um, Split screen, scream, split screen uh, interviews, and I'm going to be doing interviews. If the person has Skype, and it'll be fun and exciting, you'll be able to watch me in the studio because I'm really a visual guy, and um, that's a good thing because uh, all the stations have asked me, "Hey, Will, because you're a visual guy, could you think you could do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So we'll be hooking up some interviews, and you'll be able to see it on Periscope and throw me down some questions. And also we're working on a live, one of my stations, I think in Detroit or D.C., Washington, D.C. It's literally a hop, skip, and a bump away from the White House. So I get to hang out with the president and maybe I'll get him on the show. Yeah. <gasps> Holding my breath on that one. Anyway, um, and we'll be doing a live broadcast, uh, literally live. So we'll be doing that. So there's all kinds of great stuff happening. But more importantly, it's the information that actors need to have. And I say actors, but I also mean performers. So there's a lot of stuff. Like last week, I had an artist on that does a lot of photography stuff and has switched over into this new age and the Instagram thing and so on and so on. So because I believe actors should have more than just acting in their life, because I spent many, many years back to back shows and back to, and rehearsing and in a show and rehearsing. And you know what? At the end of it, I would go, I don't have anything to do. And I was lonely and sad. That's another show. Anyway, but now, uh, because of everything that's out there, I'm very excited by the fact that we have this technology. But my mission in life with this show, and I share this with everybody I speak to, is getting you the right information and not getting you the scam information. And I say that word with so many, I literally just kind of like the hairs on the end of my arm, not the end, all on my arm, not just on the end, stood up because that word really makes me crazy because I've been doing this business for 27 years. And when I get emails like I got the other day and I got a tweet two minutes ago, literally telling me, hey, would you like to tweet out that we've got a place where you can get cast as background? I'm like, that's cool if you want to do that. And then I read on and it said, some jobs you'll get paid and some you'll do for free. What the hell is that about? Billy, Billy DeMoto, he is uh, DeMoto. Uh, he is a casting director and the man, the myth, the legend behind a lot of stuff that you do. What is the story about people thinking that actors like to be able to do stuff for free and that they can walk up to their landlord or mortgage payment or the grocery store and say, would you take IMDb credits? What's the story? Well, first, you have to start out with with why there actors are in this business. I mean, you have to remember that when you take a look at the majority of the actors that are here, they started out as kids in their little hometown and they, yeah. or here and they grew up and they, and they got into, into some sort of drama school or a class and, or they, they wanted to be Batman or James Bond or, <laughs> or Barbie or, or, or the little mermaid. And they, and they took this dream and they, and they, they came to Los Angeles and said, now I want to do this for a living. So there's this, there's this, this odd passion behind what they do and sort of an, an unnatural uh, desire to, to turn it into a living. Uh, and so, so 
just the fact that 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 dynamic exists makes actors vulnerable. They're here now, and when it was cute when they were the tree in Charlie Brown's Christmas, uh, you know, on yeah. on the stage in in upstate New York. Sure. But now they're in Los Angeles, and mom and dad are saying, "Well, wait, you, you really think you want to do this, honey? You need something to fall back on. What about sure. business? So you always like business psychology. That'd be." And so, actors are here. They want to work, and not only do they want to work, but they want to prove to their peers that they that, that they can do it. And so sometimes what happens is somebody says, hey, you want to work for me? I'm doing a short film. I'm doing a, a new media project. I'm doing a blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't have any money, but uh, you'll get a little piece of film and you'll get a... And they jump at the chance because yeah. there's an opportunity for them to actually do work and to show mom and dad, hey, look, I did something. You, yeah. you watch it on YouTube or you can you can turn on the... You know, you can go to this film fe- festival, whatever. And so there's a... I don't want to call it desperation, but there's a... there's but I will call it desperation. Go for it. Um, there's a certain thing that actors need to have in their lives, and that's uh, you know recognition. And so they tend to, to do whatever they can to get that recognition. And sometimes it means you know falling victim to the to the to the predators out there. Well, it... not just the people that are making the films that want them to work for free, but the people that promise them things like you know, uh, hey, do you want to work on my movie right. as an extra? And it's only going to cost you eighteen dollars yeah. a month. You know those kind of schemes in in this town are rampant, yeah. and they're all over the nation, but right. especially in Los Angeles because everybody has that dream. Absolutely, and, and there are a plethora of them. And every week, I, I you know things that come across my email and Twitter account because I have to show and because I'm an actor. But the the fact of the matter is, is that it's kind of like a gun, though. You don't need to have certification or education to get a gun. Uh, acting is the same sort of thing, and Kevin Kevin E. West has talked about it as well. Is is that you don't need to come into the uh, into the party with the, with, the, with an actual education or uh, a certification uh, letter that says that you are a professional actor. You can just go tomorrow, quit your job, which I know many people have, and say I'm an actor in L.A. I met someone the other day, and I was it was very uncomfortable because my wife said, "Oh, we have new friends." I'm like, "Great," and he was a military guy. I'm like, "Oh, great." Well, what's he doing now well he now he's a professional actor oh really cool what's going on brother let's talk well you know after finding out that he did 16 background things and he didn't get paid i'm not trying to be derogatory folks but you know there's a there is a certain bit of uh education and a certain bit of uh teeth you need to cut to be able to call yourself anything in any business and and lo and behold you're right they don't educate themselves when it comes to what's a scam uh what's one claim fame or or star something or whatever do a search for anything and say you know check it out in the old days they would say we want to do your portfolio it's going to cost you a thousand dollars to take these photos you knew it was a scam imdb robert powers or whatever it's called because i worked with them for a while and you know it's all a, a garbage but how do you define what's real and what's not real billy well i mean you have to start with you have to do your research now we have the google and that helps us to 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 understand whether or not something is uh, is a scam or not. I mean, immediately if you go to if you Google a company's name, uh, I'm going to make you rich. dot com or you're going to be famous. dot com or whatever it is, yeah. you know. And there's some qual- there are some good uh, you know reputable organizations that have not so reputable sounding names. So do your research. But if you do your research and you ask, is this a scam? In your Google search. 
uh, and it comes up with like a bunch of people saying, well, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't get my money's worth, and and they tried to rip me sure. off, or they wanted to charge me five thousand dollars, and you have the half a dozen people that come in there and say it's the best thing I've ever seen since white bread, and and I and I'm and I'm and I'm really happy that that I paid for this service. Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to kind of look and see what is out there that's trying to, you know, that's the the, the people that are trying to take your money. Yeah. My advice is always research and and talk to your friends and ask your real acting buddies mm-hmm. what's happening out there with regards to any particular service you know yeah. um real casting directors don't use anything but like actors access breakdown services and la casting sure. and a few others uh, you know sort of uh sort of fringe services that exist out there but they're but you know we don't use explore talent we don't use <laughs> one you. source talent, you uh, know. We don't really. use. I mean, real casting directors, CSA casting directors, and even casting directors who are not CSA, um, and agents and talent managers, the SAG franchise talent managers, or SAG after franchise talent managers, or ATA. Uh, I mean, the agents and ATA agents or or TMA managers. They don't use any of that stuff. They just don't. They they use free services. Sure. So if you're if you're out there and you're and you're an actor and somebody says, "Hey, sign on to this or join up for this or pay for that," it's probably not real if most people aren't using it. Yeah. You know, you got to go for with what people are using. You do, and I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm going to yeah. give you three letters that you should check whenever you're doing anything. And one of the things that uh, again has been mentioned on the show is is that, and actually Kevin, I keep mentioning Kevin, but it's a fact, is that our conversations usually uncover a lot of things, and some of them are slugs and bugs under a rock. But the fact is is that check this three letters: B B B. Better Business Bureau. And you'll be amazed at how many times you'll go into that city and state. And I've done this in some of these New York places with these really slick looking, really cool websites that says that I can hang out with Brad Pitt. By the way, Brad Pitt want to hang out with me. So the fact of the matter is, is that if you go to places like this and they're promising you you can hang out with great stars and hang out and get a meal and copies, then there's a good chance that, again, like you're saying, but check betterbusinessbureau.com, BBB, I think it is, dot com. You'll find it. It's easy. To find out that they're okay. really a business. BBB.org, by the way. Oh, but it is. You thank can you. Find, and, and you can also just do Google search for, for Better Business Bureau in my area. Absolutely. And it'll, it'll come up. Let's end by saying really quickly, you've got a couple of different sites that are really, you're not just a casting director that goes, look, I want you to know that uh, I'd love to cast you in this. Show me what you can do. You, like you said, one of the things that you believe in is that you kind of give, you have a book here for free. But the other thing is, is that do not pay do not pay.org and you of course you have free the actor.org what's the story because there's a video you should be watching an ABC 2020 video on what's the subject by the way well for for those who know me uh, it's pretty simple it's I'm I'm a big advocate for actors and their rights and their safety in Los Angeles and there's a huge scam out there that's called the casting director uh, workshop uh, series where there are the services where they where casting directors actually charge actors a fee to meet them and watch them do scenes. Sure. Um, they're generally not classes. They try to characterize themselves as education to kind of get around laws and rules. Sure. Uh, but everybody knows what they are. Every single actor in town knows what they are. They know what they're paying for. And every single casting director and casting associate, although they may pretend that there's something else, knows why they're getting paid. Sure. So. Uh, do not pay.org, excuse me, do not pay.org is, um, 
is my it's an organization I came up with uh, about 15, 16 years ago uh, to help address that issue. There's a 2020 video out there, ABC 2020, where they did a, an undercover investigation into the workshop scam. Uh, and there's a bunch of resources and information there to kind of direct people in the right way, uh, actors, uh, it, it, where to go to seek help and look for real uh, resources. And, um, uh, you know, it just, it's my, it's, 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 it's the way that I try to give back to actors by helping educate them and inform them about what's happening in Los Angeles, uh, especially with regards to the people that are trying to dip into their pocketbook. Absolutely. There's also an actorgrovels.com, which is the book that I wrote regarding the whole scheme, mm-hmm. uh, which is in its ebook form right now. You can download it for free. Love it. Uh, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a published copy coming up probably sometime in the new year uh, that you can actually go to Samuel French and buy, or you can go to Amazon and, and buy. And we will promote that like nobody's business, absolutely. Uh, it's the information that you need to have. Again, we're talking to Billy DeMota, and he is, uh, you know, a CSA, a casting director. If you don't know what CSA is, we're in trouble. But the uh, fact of the matter is you can check his name on IMDb and see the real deal and what you do. Truly a pleasure, sir, to have you on the show, and I hope we can get you on again. I appreciate the invitation, and I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Hey, Will Robertson, of course, Cast of Talent Radio. Going to take a small break. When we come back, guess what? It's time for Kevin E. West and actors-network.com. And, of course, on Twitter, it's the Kevin E. He always laughs when I say that. I literally have a, a tramp stamp with all that on my back about Kevin because I had the hardest time getting that down, I'll have you know. But I've got it down now, and uh, I'm going to do the, the Rose Bowl parade and scream it out. All right. We're going to take a small break, and when we come back, uh, Kevin E. West from the Actors Dash Network. Hang tight, don't go away. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Well, folks, today I want to take you down memory lane. Now, I had something happen yesterday, and I still can't believe it. Now, this has not happened to me in 20 years. Here's what happened. I'm driving in Los Angeles, and I stop at a stoplight, so I decide I'm going to grab my phone and tell Siri to give me directions to go home. And just as I did, I hear... A siren. So I pull into a parking lot, and the officer comes up, and I launch into my pitch. Why am I being pulled over? I don't understand. And he said, you were talking on your phone. And I just said, hey, I was using Siri, and she's not real, you know. By the way, cops don't think you're funny, even if that's what you do for a living. Then he asked me for my driver's license and my registration. He simply said, I'll be right back. To make a long story longer, he's heading back to the car, and he's got his ticket book in his hand. So, of course, like any other true red-blooded American, I argued. I tried again and again to tell him why I should not get the ticket. I could see the officer was not happy with me. And he said, are you telling me what to do? At that point, I just shut up. Now, here's the part that dropped my jaw. He pushed the pen and the ticket book at me, and he said, sign this, before I changed my mind. It was a warning, not a ticket. I didn't realize they still print those books. Moral of the story, sometimes you just need to shut up and let people do their job. So, here's your chance to scream, but no swearing. Call my free 1-800 number, 1-866-381-9455. Leave a message 15 to 30 seconds long. Tell me what you think, and you might be on the Daily Scream. And don't forget to get my cartoons and audios at willsays.com.
All right, well, Robertson, of course, Casted Talent, Casted Talent Radio. And, of course, you should go to castedtalent.com and check it out. All the great resources if you are an actor or want to be an actor. Uh, these are some of the things that you will need to succeed. Which reminds me, of course, uh, the segment we call Right Actor, Right Job is not only the right actor for the right job, but that's because the person trained and they have all the right tools to become the right actor for the right job. So with that being said, uh, of course, that's your hashtag if you want to check that out. In addition, let's bring up Rachel Frawley of uh, Right Actor, Right Job. How are you today? And uh, happy holidays to you, or happy new year, I should say. I'm great, and happy holidays and new year to you as well. Thanks, thanks. Okay, so <laughs> this week, I have to tell you, I've been focusing. I'm right here in my hand. I've got my 4 by 6 card, and one of the things I'm doing this uh, month, this year, the whole year, I'm training myself to be able to promote myself a little bit better, to be able to get more possible auditions. I'm looking theatrical here in LA. So it's really, you have to do a lot of prep work, but how do you find the jobs is the question that everybody's always asking. So, um, you know, let's reach, yeah, let's reach into your bag of tricks and tell us what you think about how to get opportunities as an actor. Yeah, you know, uh, today I was going to talk a little bit about ways to create your own acting opportunities. These are for the times when you have kind of a downtime or a stretch where you're not getting the type of work that you really want to show off. And the first thing I want to talk about is workshopping. So even if you're taking classes, and especially if you aren't, uh, workshopping scenes, audition material, what have you, with your actor friends is a great way to keep you on the top of your game and really uh, get you in the habit of taking direction, honestly. So this is something you can make a weekly commitment, uh, maybe build in some sort of socialization aspect of it. I'm Mm. always in favor of a potluck. I know, keep people, like, motivated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But try to get a diverse group of artists in there. Keep the door open and uh, just show up and get in the habit of showing up with new work to um, start crafting and this is also a great way to next network, pardon me, with uh, other young professionals in your field. Well, one thing I, that you said that's very interesting and, and certainly uh, a sign of the times is that, you know, we have a lot of meetups, you know. I, I don't do it. I know that my wife has mentioned meetups and so on. But, you know, I see mm-hmm. that there are a lot of actor meetups. And really, in essence, what it is, is just a way for people who are like-minded to kind of get together. And uh, like you said, they can, they can socialize. They can do a lot of things. But this might be a good opportunity uh, to find groups in your area that are in meetup. And you're in your area, boy, I'll tell you what I was looking, uh, and by the way, that would be Atlanta. Um, I was mm-hmm. looking, and man, there's a tremendous amount of work, a lot of auditions. So yeah. I bet you all getting together and uh, powwowing and uh, figuring out uh, what each other can do, or just networking, because you know when you work on set a lot of times or in a project, you're always constantly finding out that, oh, this is doing this, or this person is doing this or you know the network yeah. that you do hence maybe comes the that the, that phrase that you hear your next job comes from your last job so i don't know yeah exactly well it keeps the dialogue open and keeps you kind of plugged into the community great all right what Absolutely. else what else can we do well the next one requires a little more preparation and effort uh, but another good way to create an opportunity for yourself is to put together a showcase so this is if you feel like you're not quite getting in the right doors or maybe you're not being seen by the people you want to be seen by, uh, go ahead and team up with some other young actors and put together a, sh- a showcase. Wow. So there are a couple things, yeah, you need to keep in mind. Uh, you want the material to be strong. You really want to put your best foot forward if it's worth doing at all. 
So make sure that everyone involved is as dedicated and passionate and, uh, you know, their work ethic is as strong as yours. Uh, make sure that the material is strong and most of all, the quality of the overall show, the presentation needs to be super strong, super sharp. Um, the point is to get seen. So if you can get a studio or theater to sponsor the event, that's fantastic, or at least allow you to use the venue. Um, you want to establish some sort of connection or rapport with local agents, acting instructors, casting directors, you know, make sure you get seen by the right kind of people. Sure. And uh, make an event out of it. Offer, like, wine and snacks and refreshments in the lobby. Make a meet and greet before uh, the big event. Um, and that's Honestly, the more professional it is, the more chance you have of being remembered in a positive light by these sure. people. And of course, in that, uh, the main thing is is that you're getting out there. You're going to get out there, and you're going to send, um, you know, information to the casting directors, the producers, to come and see the showcase. And you know that that ultimately is the goal. But it's also a matter of getting out and making sure that you constantly are trying to do new things and build your own repertoire in front of an audience, which is kind of cool too exactly yeah it's just another way to keep the craft really strong absolutely what else so coming up on the next one um you know this is the digital age and it's um time to start milking that internet for mm -hmm. all the opportunities that it can afford mm -hmm. so create your own web series if you've got a friend with a good camera or know some people who are aspiring screenwriters team up together with all different kinds of artists put something online uh, again, make sure it's quality work, but this is to get you in the habit of creating your own work, producing your own material, trying things out that maybe you're not allowed to experiment in other aspects of your career. You know, it keeps you collaborating and working with other young up-and-coming artists at the yeah. very least. Yeah. It's a good resource for self-promotion. It really is, yeah. and, and it's one, that's probably the biggest point I can say to anybody out there is, is that uh, producing your own stuff, writing your own stuff, putting it all together, really is, in my opinion, probably one of the best things you could do because it also gives you another... Um, look into what you do as a living, uh, as an actor, which yeah. is the producing part, the lighting, the sound. I mean, I can't tell you that when I first started doing that, which was quite some time ago, and, and I was doing it on with, uh, you know, high tape and, you know, and, and, and mini DV stuff, and then I had to transfer it. You learn so much about it, but here's the other thing. You get a big, huge respect for what is it takes to actually produce and put these things in place. So that way, when you walk on set or even in a theater, you then not only as an uh, as an actor get up on stage and go oh, to be or not to be, but you understand what it took to be uh, to be able to create what it took. And there's a big respect that you give that nah, kind of normally doesn't always come from actors. I remember when I was in theater oh, yeah. a lot in theater, I was doing mm -hmm. theater, and I, I I would say oh tech techie tech that's a four-letter word tech stage manager <laughs> and i respect them oh, in the yeah. sense that they do everything but uh, i didn't respect what they actually did and now oh boy huge respect points oh yeah i mean perspective is everything and yeah. uh, people in the school for sure appreciate it when you have it yeah what else well uh here's another one that's sort of related but on a grander scale uh check out some film festivals local oh, or not yeah. Uh, you know, especially, again, if you have anyone with a camera who you can start filming, uh, check out low-budget films can actually be surprisingly easy to make. Yeah. And especially if you live in a city that's rich with actors and artists and resources, 
And once you create a strong product, you know, no matter long that might take, uh, consider shopping it around to film festivals. Start getting an audience response. Um, it'll be really valuable, even if you're rejected, to kind of figure out what works, what didn't work. Uh, or even better, get involved in a film festival or contest from the get-go. Uh, the deadlines and demands of the structure will kind of keep you honest, hold you accountable, and make sure you're pumping out some sort of artistic product. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, right actor, right job, Rachel Frawley, of course. And that's the hashtag, right actor, right job. Just put the little hashtag in front of it. And, of course, Cast of Talent and Cast of Talent Radio. Uh, thanks, and we will talk to you again. And, uh, uh, boy, what can I say? Again, Happy New Year, and I hope it starts off uh, with a bang. <laughs> All right, well, Robertson, of course, Casted Talent Radio and uh, castedtalent.com. Uh, so you can check their site. Like I said before, just check out what they're doing and so on. Hey, just to let you know, uh, in case you don't know this, I said this in the beginning of the show. By the way, what a great interview with Billy. Wow. I love uh, talking to folks like that because there is nothing that replaces experience. By the way, nothing. I don't care if you have a PhD. I don't care what you have. And those are all obviously amazing, and you should have these things and get educated in a real traditional sense. But but doing things for a amount of time give you this really great clarity as to uh, the next move, in my opinion. You know, when you do it, because then you go, I don't pain because pain motivates people. And when you are in pain, you want to get out of it. And when you're out of it and you're living pain free, then you go, oh, I better make sure that I don't do that again because that hurt. Uh, Now comes a segment in the show that, of course, I love to do because talking about experience, you can hear him in the background. He's breathing. And I always know Kevin's around because he's breathing and he's working. Most of the time he's just working. He's just blasting out stuff, making sure that everything is moving forward. Kevin E, of course, Kevin E, the Kevin E on Twitter. What's happening, brother? Hey, man. You know, I'm breathing heavy. I'm just trying to throw away all of the Christmas wrapping. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, I'll tell you what. I I don't actually try to wrap mine. I put them in bags and stuff tissue in them and then go, here, take this. So mine is I know. That's a bowl, a folding <laughs> That's inherently bag. the joke. I'm really not. So yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Mine, you would just hear folding bags. So anyway. Uh, so this is a been an interesting year for uh, the business industry, and a lot of things have uh, really kind of taken off. Um, but what's the new year looking like, and um, how do we really jump into it? Well, my, my new year is looking, uh, is looking in terms of my book being done and also the two uh, classes that I'm going to do at the Acting Up Network. But uh, that's, that's the non-in-front-of-the-camera part of my new year. Right. Uh, but looking forward to it uh, for sure. I mean, pilot season is pilot season, and <clears throat> here it comes again, yes. so to speak. When does it actually, because this is one of those things that you can check in line, you can ask people, and you can see different uh, thoughts, but you, you know the absolute answer. When does pilot season start? When does it start? When does it start every year? Well, you know, what's funny about that, Will, is that, you know, if you were to do any research on sort of what pilot season is now, it's not so much when pilot season starts, it's when... The heavy pilot season starts. Okay. We have to qualify it now yes. because pilot season now and has been for over 10 years uh, sort of year-round in that we've gotten way off production schedules like it used to be when we were kids, yeah. when it was always January 10th yes. to April 27th-ish, 
and everything premiered in the fall because we all went back to school. Right. I mean, that's, and there are many shows that are still on that train. Sure. But if you were to research pilot season, because of digital technology and just the proliferation of television, we have, what, 400 television shows yeah, now? Yeah, you know, back in the day, we had like 100. And then even when it got crazy, we had like a buck 60. Well, you know, the, the reason for this is obviously movies cost and everything else. Um, but now it's kind of year round. But the glut of pilot season today for the non-star actors starts probably closer to like Feb 10 because they spend early January through Sundance into early February just doing what's called stunt casting, which is just getting all the names offers out and see who will do and not do a show. Sure. So. So that's, that's kind that. of when it does. Okay. And, you know, and, and again, you search online, you hear a lot of different thoughts, but you're right. And the other part about it is, is that they will do the casting and then they'll go back in and they might redo some things and so on. So, you know, I've, I've read that as well. And my, you know, my communications is that it is an ongoing thing because you're right. We've got a tremendous amount of shows and a lot going on, but it brings me to an interesting subject about uh, getting the information ready for you becoming ready. And that would be called research and uh, for instance this week you and I met a week or two ago and talked about some things that I wanted to try to accomplish thank you very much for that it's been inspirational and certainly one of those things it's the gas in the tank to move everybody forward but you know uh, here I went yesterday to Samuel French bookstore and grabbed this book that book these things that things some envelopes the, the, the cards I want and I'm off to the races but there's still a lot of research to do can you give us a little background what does research mean to uh, Kevin E? Well, I mean, you know, well, you opened up, you opened up your show, uh, or at least opened up this segment with me and talking about experience. Mm -hmm. Well, there is no replacement for experience. That's why vocational, that's why apprenticeships back in the day were apprenticeships back in the day, because right. you literally vocationally did something until you learned how to do the damn thing. I mean, that's what you did. And you know, research coupled with experience is pretty much an unbeatable foundation. Absolutely. The problem is, is that when we were younger, research was much harder. Research is a piece of cake now, so people almost take it for granted and then don't do it very much. And you've got to read, I mean, knowledge is power. It's an old cliche, but it's absolutely true. And the more you research and drill down, people ask me all the time, well, who's a good agent? Who's a good this? Who's a good that? It's like, why don't you research the person? You know, in today's world, Will, if somebody has any standing whatsoever, it's not hard to find out things about them. It doesn't matter if they're a writer, producer, director, right. executive, agent, manager, or anything else. It's not hard to find these things out. It's way easy. So knowing union status, knowing a franchise status of representatives, knowing people's backgrounds, their history, their resume, of people you're trying to target or go after, the more you can know about an individual the better off you are. Knowing more about who casting people's names are, the casting associates, the casting assistants. We just kind of tend to not really get our hands into what I'd call the mud pie of our business all the way up to your elbows because, of course, that means you got your elbows dirty, an right. old phrase you and I have from yeah, being younger. Yeah. And we just don't tend to get our elbows dirty about Research, reading, you know, <clears throat> Pollard Reporter Online, reading Variety, mm -hmm. reading Deadline Hollywood, just knowing some of what's going on 
in your industry because actors tend to, because so many of us don't work on a regular basis, we tend to stay way outside the periphery, or as I call it, way to the edge of the dartboard, away from the bullseye in terms of knowledge of at least what's going on, whether you're a part of it or not. Um, if you want to be a part of something, then know what's going on with it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a, a short overview of what I mean by research. Well, and and the bottom line is is that again, this is a business, and we talk about this all the time. And I and we're going to reiterate this in 2016 more than you possibly want. But that is is that if you're sitting in a room of people like 5,000 people, and you all want the same job, you have to look at it in a different approach. Meaning that if you're trying to get in pilot season, you're trying to get a commercial work, whatever you happen to be doing, everybody is doing the same thing you are, which is the norm and the norm is that you sit back, you buy LA casting, you get actors access, you do this, you wait for the things that come to your desk, your email, whatever and then you submit and you go why aren't they calling me? Well, you know what? You gotta get off your you know, I can't say it on the radio and you gotta basically your tush, like my Jewish grandmother would say. And uh, you know the bottom uh, line is, is that if you don't find another way around, a back door, another way, then you are really truly just gonna watch your life as a an actor waste away and and you know for instance yesterday one of the books i bought was the uh book for writers uh to hollywood and it's a book that literally is the size of the gideon bible and it comes out every year and it cost me 50 bucks um to be able to buy this book but it has all this great resources about imdb emails and addresses that when you're sending out stuff like Kevin and I have talked about um, keeping them yourself in front of them and you know what it's still not that easy I'm not going to go like it doesn't just like imprint in my brain and I go okay I'm done there's so much more work to do let's talk about uh, you, you know one of your subjects in here is longevity what's that mean you say longevity yes longevity well I mean look at uh, take a pilot you know, if you see a pilot listing because you have access to legit breakdowns or because you just simply know about something, okay, well, what's a part of that pilot? Well, typically before a pilot takes takes any kind of flight, you simply have the people who are the creators, which is, tends to be listed as one or two people who are the executive producer creators of a pilot. Okay, but who wrote it? What's their background? What's their history? What kind of genre have they done in the past? Probably a similar genre to what you have now. You know, is that person listed with the Writers Guild, Directors Guild? You can simply find out who represents them very easy. You know, can you find that name anywhere on Facebook, Pinterest, online? Do you see them associated with any charities anywhere? Do, do, do they have any kind of an upcoming personal appearance? Like, we just simply don't take the level of research we have at our fingertips now yeah. and use it to a, to a degree of putting ourselves in a position of being either able to do one of two things. Well, one of two things with everybody. It's the same one or two thing, which is, can I manage to get something to them to make them aware of me that's actually going to get to them? Not that I just stuck it in the mail. Right. And this is the same thing as an email. It makes no difference. Snail mail and email have the exact same problem today. Did it actually get to the human? Did they actually see it? Or... Can I put myself in the position of finding a way to wind up accidentally on purpose? Another one of my favorite phrases. I just wound up accidentally on purpose, standing in front of them, saying hi. And those two things, those two actions, yes, you can add there getting somebody on the phone, but those, those things, that's all that matters when it comes to the use of research in terms of trying to get someone 
to consider you. Sure, there's a zillion other ways to use research in terms of just addresses and phone numbers or email addresses and IMDb Pro or whatever it may be. Right. But at the end of the day, wouldn't all of us who are wanting to, since the Oscars are coming up, be considered? Wouldn't all of us simply want the opportunity to get a chance to chat with someone for 45 seconds, a minute and a half? For your elevator of, of pitch? Someone you, yeah, that you want to consider you, to be aware of your existence as a product. And that's why actor activity doesn't happen during pilot season. It doesn't happen for two reasons. One, you don't have enough credits to be up for one of the six people on a cast list for a network show. Right. Or two, the people who are going to consider you don't know you exist, either sure. because your representation isn't good enough or because um, those people who are doing this don't know you. Sure. So I, that's what research to me is. Research is about demystifying someone's background and enhancing the likelihood I can get something to them or meet them. And how, That's what research is to me. And, and just, just out of curiosity, because one of the things that stuck out about what you just said was that, that you actually know that you're reaching the person. I, I guess the question would be, uh, you get all your research done, you do everything you need to do. Uh, how do you know that they actually got it, you know, it got in front of them, what you sent them, or, you know, you're proposing? Well, when you, when you send an unsolicited email, you don't. And that's gotcha. one of the reasons why I have never been much of an advocate of trying to commence an association with someone off of a blind email, because sure. blind emails today to people on the other side of the desk are the yeah. equivalent of sending random headshots in 9 by 12 envelopes 20 years ago. It has potentially the same non-effect. Sure. So I, I'm an advocate of trying to find a way to create an association with them so they're aware of me which would enhance the likelihood that they would then potentially open an email or, and or uh, I've met them someplace and they've offered their email address to me. Or I actually still, and I still believe in this, Will, wholeheartedly, because no one does it anymore. I believe in really smart, sharp usage of um, U.S. snail mail yeah. in odd-sized envelopes that look like personal emails. Because oftentimes those things not they certainly get delivered, but when they look like something that's personal, um, people on the front end of their life don't open them. They leave them for them because it's not along with bills or doesn't look like business. And so, um, you know, it's a cartoon joke for the person who goes, you know, way back in the day, says to the person carrying a pile of U.S. mail, hey, I got an email. And now it's the reverse. You know, now you got someone in front of a computer who's in front of, you know, 400 emails and someone walks in and goes, hey, I got a letter. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> it, we still, you know, we all have egos. We're all human, and we still, you know, occasionally like to get. And and nowadays, U.S. snail mail is is rare. It is in rare. terms of this. It is. It's rare. And they so, show, and they, and they, and one of the uh, the actual uh, proof of that is is that they they say that if you write a letter to someone and you actually address it by hand and don't do a sticker cuz you know you can go buy those all day places that have you know the casting sure. directors and so on sure. but if it's a personalized thing they'll go oh someone that's why you see some of the large marketing people do the actual printing on the envelope to look like you where it was written Correct. by a letter but now we're skeptical about that but one thing i want to actually drive home that you said from a business standpoint but, is, but is, hang yeah, on. Ahead, before sorry. you jump there, Will, before yeah, yeah. you jump there, Will, do this. Realize that what you just said, for anybody who's listening, they just rolled their eyes and they just shook their head mm -hmm. and they went, ugh. Okay. And they did that yeah. because of the amount of time or work to them that it would be to write 
those, which is why I have the philosophy of, yeah, if you're trying to do hundreds of them in a day, but don't, just do five or ten a week. Then it's not so much. Yeah, and, and you know what? Con- you, continue on, fine lad. No, and, and you know on. what? You could, we, I could just have a show for the next year, once a week with you for an hour and a half or five hours, and just talk about the complacency and the laziness that we have as people nowadays. Because you know what? The phrase, uh, yeah, there's an app for that. Is for a reason. Is because everybody believes that now all you need to do is press a button and somehow someone's going to get it. And you know what? And if you don't get it this way, then you'll press another app or you'll find another automated way to do what you normally should be doing, which is called, it's a four-letter word, you're going to hate this, work, and to be able to make yourself get work. And that's the problem. And here's one thing. You talked about this and in this whole uh, conversation we've had, and I want to draw it out, and it's called the decision maker. If you're in a sales position and you're trying to sell something to someone, do you really want to spend five hours on the phone with someone that is the person that answers the phone saying, I'm telling you I'm amazing and my product is amazing, and then find out that the person you're talking to, not to be disrespectful, is only the person taking the messages? No. You want to get to the decision maker. You want to talk to them and say, and so in this case, is it always going to be the casting director, Kevin? Is it always going to be? Yeah. It's almost never going to be. Thank you. And but bingo it, was and, his and name. It, but, it, but it depends on how you define decision maker, because if you're not going to the people who actually make the decision, which, of course, in television are the producers and film, it's the director. Right. Um, and this was beyond star names, so... For all those thinking about YouTube and Twitter and whatever, yes, today star meters and Twitter followers matter, but it only matters if you're a named person in a project with regards to a budget sure. in the sense that they'll get more eyeballs. It doesn't apply to the non-star actor. Nope. Um, the decision maker in the casting office, you know, the casting office has obviously an important administrative position, sure. absolutely. But the decision maker that they are is whether or not you get in to read if that's the door you're going through. Right. The decision makers who are actually the final deciders. I'm, I'm the decider. I'm uh, the, <laughs> the final deciders. <laughs> they have a di- they have a different door in the metaphorical building, right. and we don't tend to want to do enough research to make an effort to try and at least knock on that door. And all I've ever said over my 25 years of speaking on this and and talking with actors is, hey, I know that that seems like a tough door. I know that seems like an unusual door, and I know it seems odd that no one ever told you to do this, but can't you just try and can't you bring some of your percentage of your effort up to, I don't know, say 25 or 30 percent towards the actual real decision maker's door while still also making an effort towards the casting decision maker door? Absolutely. And I I just have always been more shocked and bummed that more of our community is just unwilling to try and do that. Right. And and, and again, I'm not saying that uh, all the people in the equation of how you get the job are not important because they absolutely are. But what I'm saying, and I think you'll agree, is is that, you know, shoot for the stars. And meaning that you don't want to just start and be like everybody else. You want to try to find, again, by researching it, uh, how many people are in this equation. And maybe there's something that you have a connection. You never know. I can't tell you how many gigs I've done as a professional professional cowboy spinning and doing my ropes and guns and and done them on purpose and people go well you're not getting as much money as you should i went yeah but do you know who's at the party 
And you know what? It's actually panned out many, many times for me because what it does is it puts me, like you said, it's like networking in front of people that normally you would not have a rat's chance in being able to say hello to. So go that's out correct. There. It's yeah. called it's called you know it's it's extrapolation. It's exponential. Yeah. It it is all of those things. Building. It's not just work that gets work. That it also comes down to again knowing who's at the party. We don't tend. It's not it's not that casting doesn't have that decision about calling you in if you don't have a way around them. Mm-hmm. But we don't tend to even look at what's at the party beyond casting. And that's the unfortunate reality to me. So to me, research today, you know, typically for an actor, finding out who the casting person is is not difficult. Research to me is finding out who's part of the rest of the party and what can you do towards them. Uh, And also in terms of representation, finding out what, you know, someone's history may or may not have been. This is why it's not that we talk to our fellow actors. It's how we talk to our fellow actors. That's why the Actors Network when it had a physical studio for 23 and a half years was so valuable because we were constantly in a state of communing from a standpoint of not bitching about the industry, but Hey, what do you know and who, you know, right. So you can find that information about photographers and teachers and producers and directors and film festivals and everything. And then that way you can decide, okay, what do I want to do? What direction am I going in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, the Kevin E on Twitter. That's the Kevin E, and of course, actors-network.com. Check it out. And of course, they have a Facebook. <laughs> they have a Facebook. You got it, man. You I got do. it down, dude. Actors I, Network. I, if you, you go it. away now and I never speak to you again, you have a good, uh, a good feeling in your heart that there will be one person that will be able to speak your deal. And that's me. Uh, of course, Kevin E., uh, Kevin E. West. And if you want to check out his personal set, of course, Kevin E. West uh, on uh, you know IMDb. Check him out. He's the other one, the guy that works a lot. Check him out. He's cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and of course, the Kevin E. on Twitter, or the Kevin E., however you want to say it, tomato, tomato. Uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, brother? Hey, man. Happy, have a happy new year. I will do that. I'll be safe, and uh, we'll look forward to your pearls of wisdom next year. Hey, uh, Will Roberts, of course, Casted Talent, Casted Talent Radio. That's the end of the show. And again, like I told you before, the end of the show, meaning that we're going to be moving on to a different name. But hang tight. Lots of fun, exciting stuff, and including a little periscoping. If you know what that is, great. If you don't, then coming to a theater near you. All right, we'll see you next week. Be safe, and happy new year. Whoop. There we go. I just popped the cork. Get out of here. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. 